Okay, here we are. My first episode of my new podcast, Stepping Out. As I said in my intro, this is a safe space for sofa chats around mental health and well-being. Things that we all go through every day, sometimes really challenging, other times not so. But I'm really, really passionate about talking about um, well-being and mental health. Um, Because even though it's much better than it was years ago, I think there's still some shame around it, some awkwardness, some difficultness. And I'm hoping that the more blogs that are out there and the more people talk about it and the more there are influence out there that want to talk about it, the better it will get and the easier it will get for people. So what I'm going to do is the first episode is I'm going to read you a blog that I wrote for our Mental Health and Awareness Day at the organisation where I work. I took a big risk writing this and putting it out into the open um, because I felt that it could have exposed me. I'm in a position, I'm a senior manager where I work um, and there's always that nervousness that it might weaken you in some way. But, you know, I thought about that. I dealt with it and thought, no, this is too big. This is bigger than me and I need to share this and explain to people that you can recover from mental health issues. So here we go. Stepping out. Summer 2003. Everything was normal. I got up for work at 5am, had a ciggy, I gave up seven years ago now, and a cuppa and set off for work. Little did I know that this day would have a profound impact on the rest of my life. At the time I was a senior manager in a high-end hotel, working shifts five to six days a week. The morning started much the same as any other. I was tired, which was perfectly normal for me, but no time to slow down as a hundred guests would want their breakfast any time now. The last time I looked at my watch was around 6.30am. I remember opening the internal doors to the restaurant and the first guests taking their seats. Everything that happened between then and 8.30 is a blur. All I know is that one minute I was in the hotel and the next minute I was at my mum and dad's house sobbing uncontrollably and saying I was leaving my husband and my children as I needed to get away from everyone that knows me. Little did I know that that day would lead to me not stepping outside of my own front door for six months, hiding under the table when the phone rang and when there was a knock at the door. I have to say, I was totally broken. What I later came to realise through my recovery journey was that my body had been sending me signals for a long time that something wasn't right and I just ignored them. I'd been working for many hours, not getting enough sleep, living on fags and coffee, a surefire recipe for disaster. Socially, because I was working long hours, I didn't have a life outside of work, which unfortunately also included my family. This, I know, contributed to me stepping out for the next five years. It broke my husband's heart to see me waste away and hearing some of the garbled blurb that was coming out of my mouth. My children also suffered, seeing their mum clutching at their chest, thinking she was going to die several times a day for two years. Ambulance parked outside of our house became the norm and I was on first name terms with the very understanding paramedics. Stepping out manifested itself in many ways. The majority of the time it was through panic attacks. 
It was truly most debilitating and disabling experience I have ever had. It led me to crawl around the living room, begging my 12-year-old daughter to call her dad and tell him to come home because I was dying. As I write this, I still feel a sadness deep inside knowing that my children had to witness and live through this with me. It was difficult to hide it from them in the beginning when my symptoms were at their worst. I was having around 15 to 20 panic attacks every day for 12 months. This meant that my physical health really suffered and I lost four stone in the first six months. It was also hard to hide from the outside world on the rare occasions that I stood outside the front door. On several occasions, coming to and from my many doctor's appointments, people would stop and say, Ooh, haven't you lost weight? Have you been on a diet? In the end, I just said, no, I've had a breakdown. You couldn't see them for dust as they hot-footed it away as soon as they could. Stepping out meant that I was unable to work for six months and needed support from my doctor for my mental health for many years after that. There was little or no help available to me via the mental health team on the NHS. The local mental health team could not help as I wasn't taking drugs and I hadn't tried to take my own life. At this point, I'd really like to sort of say to you that in spite of everything that you've just heard and the stuff you'll hear, um, at no point did I ever want to take my own life. In fact, through the constant panic attacks I was experiencing daily, hourly, I was, you know, I was terrified of dying. It was one of the worst things um, and I thought about it every day. So I just wanted to clear that up. Back to my blog. My doctor was supportive and listened to me ranting on about how they must have missed something and I must have something wrong with my heart. As sad as this was, his hands were tied on what he could offer me in terms of external support and counselling, as the mental health team had not classified me as a high priority. He was the first person to give a name to what I'd been experiencing. And I will never forget his words. He said, it's clear to me that you've had a mental breakdown. I was both shocked and devastated. It was this conversation with him that he gave me a tool that rescued me and helped aid my long journey to recovery. This is something I still have to this day. A book. Yes, a book. It's called Self-Help for Your Nerves by Dr. Claire Weeks. As I turned the pages, I saw my life unfolding through the chapters she had written. I remembered how my tears of relief stained the pages as I read on. Those stains are still visible now on the pages as a reminder of how far I have come. I keep the book in full view on my bookcase as a gentle reminder of my journey and revisit chapters when the need arises. It took many goes at the exercises she suggests in the book and many steps backwards to walk forward, but I did it. I clawed myself through the stages of recovery. It was around this time that I turned to hypnotherapy and meditation. It does take practice, especially when your heart is beating like a train 24 seven, but the results for me were amazing. 
There have been many, many times when I've had to turn the car around due to panic attacks, leave a restaurant because I couldn't swallow food because I was so anxious, sit through a movie, panicking that I couldn't get out and the walls were closing in on me. That sounds somewhat crazy now as I'm reading this to you. But with the help of hypnotherapy, meditation and my trusty book, I was slowly learning skills to cope and make small changes which would integrate me back into so-called normal life. Stepping out enabled me to make changes, reinvent myself from lessons learnt and have self-awareness, listen to my body during my recovery. The whole point of me reading, writing this blog is to share. I did recover. I recovered as a healthy, mindful person with a story and experiences that I have used to help others and hope that I can continue to use them to help others. I'm not saying that stepping out hasn't tried to come back into my life. It has, and at times it's won, but only in situations where it was to be expected. The loss of my father from brain cancer at 58, three months from him being diagnosed to his final goodbye at 6am on Boxing Day 2008. My best friend dying from lung cancer at 45, leaving two children motherless. My own daughter being diagnosed with cervical cancer at the age of 24. Supporting her through treatment, which will be ongoing for the next 10 years. Having conversations about how she wants us to look after my granddaughter if the worst were to happen. All situations where you would expect anxiety levels to be high, and rightly so. The differences with the stuff I've mentioned. I had coping tools. I had learnt skills to manage stress. And most importantly, I asked for help when I needed it. Following the death of my dad and to cope with the bereavement, I pretended he was on holiday for a year. It was just such utter devastation, the pain of loss, that I just couldn't cope with it. And my coping skill for that, whether it was right or wrong, was to put it in a box for a year. At the end of that year, however, I knew I couldn't go on like this. So I contacted Cruz for bereavement counselling. We talked through the loss of my dad and what plans I had in place to cope with the devastating loss. The weekly sessions with Cruz helped me check in and gave me a platform to talk through the difficult stages of bereavement. And I had all of them, believe me, all of them. And I hope this is something we might talk about in future episodes. I looked to colleagues and friends for support when my daughter was diagnosed with cancer. I talked about it openly and I campaigned for awareness. I talked things through with many people. I cried. I didn't hold it in. I stepped out, but this time in the right way. I stepped out to cope with life to manage the fear, to ask for help, to be comforted. The point of me sharing my story is not for sympathy, and I've skipped over a lot of the detail. It's to say, talk about it, ask about it, get help, share. Do not suffer alone. Mental health is not something to be ashamed of. I'd be lying if I said that stepping out hasn't left its mark on me. 
it has. And sometimes, at times of stress, it tries to creep back into my head. The difference is I acknowledge it, I embrace it and I move on. I don't store it up. I don't hide it. I talk about it when I need to and have time to myself when I can't. On the positive side, I have a lot to thank stepping out for. I have fought my battles and come out stronger by looking after my mental and physical well-being and listening to my body. Stepping out has enabled me to share my vulnerability and my story with you, which is something I would never been been able to do in the past without a fear of judgment. Stepping out has helped me to create my love of coaching and mentoring. I'm a registered mental health first aider and I want to use my experience to help people out there to talk about the things that are difficult to talk about. The darkness, the chimp, the black dog, the shadow, whatever it is for you. A safe and secure place to talk about anything. Sofa chats about daily stuff that you find difficult or the ways you've overcome challenges. I hope you've enjoyed this introduction to stepping out. I look forward to the next episode and I look forward to hearing from you, getting feedback, maybe even topical questions to talk about, stuff you find difficult. I really, really, really would love to hear from you. And as ever, be kind to yourself. Until next time.